Okay, Jay, did you go pee pee? I went pee pee. You get everything out? <laughs> I got everything out. I think out. we all did. Oh, good. I think we all did too. Okay, so I want to ask you something though. Uh, I know we're talking about Brandon and the beer heist and all that, but I want to ask you something. Um, you're you're the tour manager for Upon a Burning Body for the first couple years of their their uh, career. Yeah. Um, what exactly were you doing? Like, w- I want to know what does a tour manager do when you're on tour? Your roles. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. What did you do for the band, or what was your like on an, on a normal daily Routine. thing? What was your schedule like? All right, so. Well, hold on. Before that, before your daily routine on tour, what did you do before tour to get the tour ready? Or did, did you, you quit do anything? Two weeks before, or you? Well, first, I didn't know what a tour manager did. So when I was on tour with them, they started showing because at first I wasn't hired on legit as the, t- as the tour manager. Yeah. They're like, "Well, come on and do merch." You're the homie. Come show yeah, up. Yeah. Help us out. Maybe, the and, they, and they were telling me maybe you can find another band while you're on tour because yeah. alleged yeah, gunman was breaking did. up. So I was like, okay, cool. And then they started showing me their contracts, and I was like, I don't know what I'm looking at, guys. And they were like, well, we need a tour manager, so would you be interested in learning what a tour manager does? And I was like, well, yeah, fuck yeah. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm game. I'm all in. And what I did was I went to Carnifex's tour manager, and I was like, hey, look, they want me to start doing tour manager duties, but I have no clue what a tour manager does. He's like, just follow me. I'll show you the ropes. I'll show you at least a very basic rough draft of what you need to do. A and what it, Yeah, a template of what being a tour manager entails. And basically, a tour manager is a management on the road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're the eyes, you're the ears for the record label, for the management company. So you have to do Before everything. the band. Yeah, before the band. So you have, oh. to do, you have to do everything from babysitting duties to... Itineraries uh, saying I'll be there in thirty minutes. Yeah, sa- sound check times. Do these guys have photo shoots? Do these are these guys doing a music video this day? Uh, is, it, is there a meet and greet? Um, okay. Inventory of their merchandise, and you are in charge of basically making sure that they know what their schedule is, as well as also handling their money. Right. Handling their money again, handling their inventory, their merch, and. You're basically organizing them so that way they're ready because they're the talent, they're the band, and so they me, need to be prepared prepared for any and everything. Let me ask you, kind of like when when you're talking about the money part. Um, uh, so you guys go to said city, yeah. Um, you're there, you play a show, you sell merch, you get paid out by the venue. Um, Whatever may or not get dispersed to whoever may or not get dispersed to, I don't care. But do you like hold on to that? This might be stupid. I don't know. Do you do you go to the bank at some point and dispo- deposit this into somewhere, or do you hold on to this shit? And Most it's like of this it is our tour to get money to the next city. Well, you well in the beginning. In because in the yes. beginning, yes. Because I I, I know. There's but at some point, that have to be dropped. At too. some point, there was bills a, to pay. They yes. have bills to pay. That have those deposits have to. Pay no, 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 for sure. But at some point, while you're doing this, it had to have break through that ceiling. Because I know the history of the band, and I know what you did, and I know how long you're playing with them, or not playing, but you're you're managing the yeah. tours with them. Um, at some point, it broke through that ceiling to where like. Was that 
money from that show still getting you to the next city, or was it already like you? Oh, it, it, it was definitely, it was okay. definitely. But what we did was, of course, the band they had to become professional because now they're yes. signed on a label, so it becomes a business. They, yeah, it's a business. And a lot, not so, a lot of people realize that, like, exactly. the band becomes a business, and it's funny because nowadays, now yes, nowadays, yes, the brand, the brand, at, in. in uh, We'll talk about this later, but Greg, you've been saying the brand, the brand, the brand. And I didn't get it at first, and I do, I still don't, but I do now. But there's so, like, it's funny because it, it does become a business, but it's... Very much so. It's so weird how, like, it's not a band, it's a brand. There you go, that's it's my fucking, slogan. It's silly, but it, yeah, I get it, slogan. I get it, I do. But yeah, go on. We would, uh, we would do a few shows, and we would try to do bank drops at least once a week. Because... At any moment, like you're carrying all this money, like you don't, right. it, yeah. whether it's don't guarantees it. or whether it's merch. So that's why I was saying it might be a yeah. stupid question. You're not going to carry this for the re- the whole tour, and this yeah, is like man. the money for the tour. Exactly. No, you're going to deposit this at some point because, I mean, after a couple shows, it's I don't know, but to have like that much money on you. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, okay, l- l- like I don't know numbers, and I'm just going to spit shit out, and it's probably wrong, but let's just say, what two fifty a night. That's if you got and that you're guarantee. doing four nights but a week. The the normal guarantee was a hundred bucks for the openers. I mean, it's just that's how they did it. You know? Well, the, but but this I is what I'm saying. At some the point, they weren't openers anymore. Yeah. So at some point, so it wasn't like bigger. that. Exactly. Because you're because yeah. you were with them when they were doing festivals and stuff, right? Even before festivals. Well, like, I know before, yeah. but it, but we did but festivals. Those, yes. At some the, point, it broke that those... roof to where it became the next ceiling to break. Yes, and and, and so you're not necessarily like just an opener because yep. you, did you manage the first headlining tour for them? Yes. Okay, so tell yes. me a little bit about That's that a headlining then. tour. Yeah, like this is like a national headlining tour. Yeah, and so okay, now. What is your normal daily schedule like on a national headlining tour? You're past the point where it's like, we're opening for this band. We're trying to get to this, to get to this, to the stepping stones. You're on the stone that you try to step to now. And now you're trying to climb up to that rock. So what's your daily schedule when you're managing a national headlining tour? So... My daily routine, and it would even start maybe even the night prior, mm-hmm. I would have to make sure that I knew what time loading was. Right. I would make uh, itinerary. An, an, an itinerary so that way I can post up for the other bands that were on the tour with us because they are the headliner at that moment. And everyone had to know what time sound check was. What time, well, first before sound check, loading. Right. Then sound check, and then also running the back line. Were you so in- that way? By the time a pawn gets on, everyone is like in sync. This band that opens up, their stuff comes off. Yep. Then the next band, and so forth. So that way, when they go on, it's all their stuff. They're that's they're, all, they're ready to go. They 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 strap on their guitars. The exactly. music plays, and Danny comes out after the song starts and says, exactly. "What the fuck is up?" Blah, 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 blah. And then again, like I said, sometimes they would have meet and greets, or sometimes they would have photo shoots, or Radio interviews or or podcast interviews, or mainly podcast interviews, really, because they weren't radio. called podcasts. No, then. I was gonna say podcasts. Yeah, well, I don't know. Not if they were then, called, I don't no. know if they were called interviews. Yeah, yeah, y'all would do interviews, interviews. radios, all, exactly. And, yeah, exit, and whatever. So I don't know if I can call it radio interviews, but they were doing interviews. Yeah. So that's how the magazines got their interviews. Exactly. Man. So they had to know what their day to day schedule was, and I had to make sure that I provided 
that they knew exactly where they had to be at a certain moment and who needed to be within that interview for that specific time frame. Now, I know this isn't an upon episode, but we're we're talking about upon uh, well, upon a burning body because you're their tour manager. Yes. So, um at what point in their career is this? Is this already red, white, and green before red, it was even red before. white, and green? It was with. Well, I know uh, you were before them, before that, yeah. but like this, this tour that we're talking about. Yeah, but even still, even before red, white, and green, like that was the daily issues that I had to come across, right, on a daily basis. Was making sure that they knew what they had to do. The interviews, the, the yeah, the interviews, whatever it may be, whatever it was, whatever it was. The, yeah. yeah, there was a couple times where they shot music videos on tour. So, oh, uh, okay. So I was going to ask about that because you said music videos, and I'm like, really, like music video yeah. on tour? And, and was all that coming from the label? Um, yes, because basically, a tour manager is the eyes and ears for the label. Of Management for the label. You, you just said the that PR and for, them for the band, like I yeah. asked. So yes, and everything that you're doing, sound scans. You're yep. doing, uh, like I said, inventory. Sound scans are streams now. You know. and maybe they don't do sound scans now. I don't know, but at they, that they time do, they were still doing them for vinyl. So that way, for every show, the record label knows how many records they're selling per show. Yeah, and I would have to send those off every single day. Yeah. And if I yeah, and and I'm like, why are you still working with facts? Like, can I just take a picture of it and send it through PDF file or something through email? That's but they wanted it through facts. See, that's 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 ASCAP. That's ASCAP and BMI. You know, controlling the the royalties of of who's getting that. Right, right. Well, you have to know where it's going and where it's coming from. And the quantity, I mean, and then it's just how it is. Where they had a guarantee, and then there's some shows where they had a door deal, right? So ten percent, yeah. So the with the, so you were like the negotiator in that point. Well, or you were just like set. like they had a certain percentage. So if they were like an opening band, they had a percentage, and they got a certain percentage at the door for every ticket, but they were capped at what their normal guarantee would be, right? But if it was a headline tour. Every ticket that is sold, like a, a venue will say, like, we're going to be sell, sold out at this point. But day of, we're going to have other tickets that yeah. are going to be sold. Yeah. And those tickets, the promoter will get 15% and the band will get 85% of those extra tickets that are sold after it's considered sold out. Okay. And did that's how also, that's how you, they make back end. And well, did you also back-end. have like the venues taking a merch uh, percentage? And merch, yes, merch percentage was also a big thing. That's a huge thing, man. A venue lie. wants merch percentage. Yeah, no, they, the get venue, the, they, they, they get, get it. it. They you get know, it. That's part of the deal. They get it. Yes, it's part of the contract. So does this even go even to like the low end of like when you're talking about being yes. like Travolta and shit? Well, no, like no, that, that no, the local, local level. No, no, the local no, no, no. bands. Yeah, they, they those are the deals between. But the, when the you're when you're talking about venues. when you're breaking through that next level yes, and that, that's, that next ceiling, exactly. Then that's it's the like okay, package. so we want yes, uh, okay, okay, package. okay. That's yeah. what it's called, man. Yeah, that's a correct. Okay. And they would, but you know, I'm not gonna lie, and it's huge. I'm not sure, dude. No, I'm sure. I'm sure. Say what you can. Venue owners might be upset, but we lied about a lot of shit. Like, oh, you ain't the only ones, dude. They have to. Greg was talking about when he was on the sounds in the underground. He like they, the band that he was on tour with as the merch guy made them lie about what they were selling oh, yeah, and stuff to fit the numbers. And I I lied about and he's not a liar, so that's yeah. So I I lied about the wrong 
the wrong sheet. It he was got more, caught up in his lies and then got in trouble. More, like, it was more than we made, and it was worse. You know, what does suck is when you get to venues like <laughs> instead House of, of making them look better or whatever, you made them fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> we lost money. <laughs> what sucks is when you get to like more professional status and more professional venues, like for instance, House of Blues. Yeah. They make That's you feel Disney. like rock stars because we're trying to load in and like, oh, no, we got people that will do that for you. But at the same time, when our merch guy's setting up, they also have people that are going to go and count your merch that you're Every, bringing in. They're there. To make sure that at the end, you're not lying about so that's, what you've sold. That's why I got scared. Because they day. know what they're doing. They're smarter. I got scared. Exactly. And I had two sheets. And the one that I was marking wrong was the one I turned in. In the wrong one. You turned the wrong sheet. Aside from because the right. Because they were there clicking in. Yeah. But, dude, I mean, we only saw Well, because you're not like that. I'm not. You're you're a good-hearted dude, and you're not you're not one to fucking fudge things. Well, also, I didn't know what was really going on, and, and, and that's the only way to make money as a brand in yeah. the industry. Yeah. I mean... Metal doesn't rule the world no more, so as much as a metal or hardcore band can make, like, yeah, it counts. Do it. it does. Every every dollar fucking counts. Well, even more so now than it was then. But yeah. yeah, no, for sure. Well, but everything now barely is just turning on. The last two years it's been turned off. Like No, it has. It has. So you've been saying for the last two years we're all on the same playing field. Yeah. Everyone. Everyone, everyone. Yeah. whether if you're Beyonce or Kanye, Kanye. or fucking everyone's on the yeah. same stage. Or, or Donella Drive. You. Everyone's it's, on the same yeah. stage. It's up to you to to tell what the people you are now. I mean, I, that might be a little extreme, the comparisons I gave, but you know what I'm saying. But yes, of course, of course. I mean, even though it's different extremes, it's still the same kind of platform. It's still the f- same formula they're going to go by, too. Formula, right. dude. And so even going back to, like, uh, back-end money, when it was a door deal instead of a guarantee, even if a pun was headlining, I would they, I, I was taught by other tour managers, if you don't know the promoter and if you don't trust him, he's then you sit you. at the door with the clicker to make sure that he's giving you the right percentage. So there were some shows, and I didn't know the promoter. It was my first time dealing with him. So I'm literally sitting at the door with him, and every person that comes in, I'm clicking. Yeah. And I'm clicking. And I'm like, there's no ins and outs, right? And they're like, uh, well, we do, but it's on this side. I'm like, well, no, I need to regulate that because... I need to make sure that I know exactly how many bodies are in here because at least for us, that is their money. Yeah, it's not my money. It's not your. Mo- it, it's their money at that time. That's yeah. also that's also like you showing that you're caring for the venue and and the artist that's coming exactly. through. And I'll be honest, like I really, it's didn't. like any job you're doing your due diligence. Yeah. Exactly, and I loved the Pomegranate Body, and I always felt like being a part of them. I just felt grateful for because i was a part of something that to me was bigger in my eyes than myself i got a question this is a little off subject and we'll get back on subject and you can answer this or not okay you still cool with them oh yeah you still homies with them yeah yeah that's good i mean i still i still cut ruben's hair um see that's that's what it's about man me and sal don't talk that's 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 good bro no that's good me and sal don't talk all the time and even though he's not part of a pawn we well, he's still, in El Nino now. Yeah, he's in El, El I'm Nino I'm trying now. to get him on here because he's homies with Jason and um, we, we were just talking Cameron. about that. Yeah, we were just talking well, about we, that. Right we have now. a we have a mutual friend, Cameron. You might even know. Yeah, Cameron. no, I know Cameron. Yeah, yeah. dude, Cameron's are Jason knows Cameron really well, actually. Yeah. Um, so we're trying to get Sal on. Um, not that, that any of this matters. I just wonder: yeah. Are you still good? Are yes. you Are you still cool with him? Yes, because I'm I mean, still very cool. With we him. said and, in the beginning we grew up as as. Kids in school together. Yes. So, 
before anything bands before guitars that were put on shoulders and fucking drumsticks were picked up we were friends yeah, yeah. exactly so, so i was just wondering are you are you, are you still friends i'm still cool with them we're still friends that's fucking cool i absolutely dude. love them and i feel like it's even better now for them because of the fact that i don't know if many people know this but ruben and danny they're half brothers I learned this recently, and so, I didn't know this. So now they have a little, ba- a little baby brother, Thomas, which is in Cold Casket and Life Cycle. Or he's connected with Life Cycles, but he's in Cold Casket. And- Bro, so when we were in high school and silence, y'all threw a show Played at our first main stage at Orsinger. No, y'all threw a show at oh, Orsinger okay. Park when we were in high school, and my stupid little band that I was in with my cousins played, and and. I remember very vividly there was a little boy there like air guitaring. Yes. And that's Thomas. That's Thomas now. And then so when when I was jamming with you guys a little bit and we we're playing at Danny's mom's, yeah. he was always there in the room. Yes. Always there. And I'm just like, this little kid's gonna do something. And you know what? Like And then exactly. he was in he was in um not cold casket. Uh, there was before, a, he was in another was, uh, one. Buried under Texas. Yes, buried under Texas. Yes. Um he, that's 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 how I yeah. recognize. They changed their name, I guess. Yeah, and okay. then I think they changed their name to Cold Casket. Yeah, and, you know. So and, and there, I was like, dude, I was I was in no way, shape, or form surprised when I saw the videos of not little Thomas anymore, but Thomas up there, and I'm like, Thomas he was OG, straight up you know, in like, his. Not even trying to talk shit, but like he was straight up in his brother's footsteps. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but straight that's up. That's not a bad thing. Though. No, not at all. And I mean, they even like they they, they looked alike. They sounded alike a little bit because he was singing it yeah. for this. You know what I mean? I'm like, dude, this is fucking dope. And then when I when I saw like, oh, he's in bass now for yeah. for a pond. Yeah, it just it all clicked and it made sense. And that's when my homie was like, well, you know him and uh, Ruben. They're all like half brothers. I'm like, yeah, no, I did not know that at all. So from now, from what that's cool, Ruben bro. has told me, like Thomas is like taking on a, a big role. He's helping produce the albums and, nice. and with tracking and stuff like that. Well, because Thomas, if I'm not mistaken, he was working and hanging out a little bit with uh, uh, Fernando Limas. Who? Uh, who? I'm bad with names. I'm so bad with names. Well, they did a Slipknot cover that a Slipknot cover that Thomas sang on, and they they did it with that dude Stay Metal Ray. On, okay. He's a YouTube dude. Yeah. Um, and they did they, they did um I think people equal shit. Okay. I got it's I gotta, sick, I gotta look that bro. up. I gotta see it. Oh, it's good, dude. Thomas and kills Thomas the track. A, he's a great vocalist. Dude, he kills when, it. When Thomas started to sing and he he sent me like some of their tracks before they released them and I was like, Whoa, I was blown away. I was like, Thomas, like all those years of watching us, like it paid off. Bro. It paid off. And he's, you, you are your own individual identity now. Yes. Like, no, you are it, now. It's your also creative mind that's making these sounds and this music. I was so happy when I saw that he was playing bass for them because I'm like, dude, that's so cool. Like I'm all about the brother love, and and dude. I didn't I didn't know that it was all connected like you just mentioned. I said, the but same it's thing. so like I was so happy to see him playing bass, and I'm like that. He I has hope, so much I, charisma. I just hope it. I hope it sticks, and I hope it doesn't turn for the worse. I think it will. Because I mean, it has nothing to do with anything with a pawn. But like, there's been so many like way bigger, legendary like 
family-oriented bands that yeah. they have big falling outs and stuff. And and it, it's always like you don't work with family. and It, it gets tough. Yeah, it's, a, but it's, yeah. It's, a, it's a thin line. Yeah, but that's what the, the new thing it's is. It's great to see it working. The new thing is that. Yeah. The, the, the new thing is like the bands being a family now. No, for sure. I exactly. mean, look at Extent now, like... Well, we're you talking know, like actual blood brothers, but yes, no, I agree with what you're saying. But you know, like that's it's hard to if you don't ever have a brother, you can't do that. You know, like yep. I don't have yeah, one for real. I, yeah, I, I was you do, brother, but I you never do, had one. but we're not blood. Yeah, that's what but, I mean. But I just like, told you earlier, we're brothers. We're oh, I, love yeah. that. I, I love that. You so, know what I mean? Hell yeah, that's that's dope. But that's but that's what I'm saying. Like when you don't have that that connection, real blood. He is the you blood. You seek out other and because they are the blood. The, the, the exactly. with all sincerity guys are the blood. Like yep. exactly, regardless what happened or yep. exactly, we're and mad even, at each even other. Even though I don't talk to the dudes in the it pond is blood. every day, mm-hmm. I still consider them like my family. And if they're anything, they're the brothers, I'd bro. Be there, and I feel very grateful that they gave me the opportunity, especially knowing that I had no experience, and they were willing to say, like, "Look, we'll just learn as we fucking go." Because at the same time, they were a new band. And they're learning as they're going at the same time. Do you feel that that's like a a, a hardcore or metalcore, like a community type of thing? I think so. Yeah. Yo, we just talked about because this everything earlier. about metalcore and hardcore or just metal in general. It's always been general. a family, it's, it's family, it, and it's 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 brotherhood, no matter what. So, so I got a, f- a couple things to say about this. We're gonna have the homie from Brotherhood in here, Rod. Brotherhood, I love that guy. He'll um, be in here. I love that. So guy, seven man. ounce crown. We, we just yes. we just had uh, Word is Bond in here, and they're 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 all talking about like the whole unity and family. Daniel and Young is gonna be in. That's what I did learn about hardcore. It like it's like especially when I was in Travolta, we covered a song from Black My Heart, and the fucking chant or breakdown chorus, whatever you want to call yeah. it. These are my friends. I have their backs. Mm-hmm. They are the closest thing to blood that I have. Like a lot of those, like they put that in motion and they and they instilled that into minds of whoever was listening. That even if you're not blood, they're your friends. You watch out for your friends. Yep. And they are, and eventually do become like your family. Yep. It, it's really, but in Dude, that community, my, it's bleed into like coming to each other's homes. So my earliest, not only the shows, you know, exactly. Like, yes, very mm-hmm. much so. My earliest, like, like take on that and introduction to that, and I didn't even know what it was, but it resonates so thick now. Was throwdown. You don't have to be blood to be family. Yes. Like Bono, that, that Bono state has that. he has Bono has that tattooed on his chest, but that that statement and that fucking that quote. that that quote, right, dude, it it, it resonates because it's so true, but it's so prevalent in the metal hardcore scene. It's crazy, very true. And even if you see, and the first song on that album is "Unite." The first song yeah. on that album, "Unite," from "Throw," "Unite," "Unite,", Unite. Unite. like, Unite. oh, dude, when when. When they played that shit live, holy I'm, fuck! I mean, I'm more of a buried alive fan than. Oh, than Scott Vogel was dude. before, but you're right. Like, oh my god, dude! Uh, you know, was played with Taron like when they first started with Death Threat at Strutters. I haven't heard that in Strutters. I haven't heard that in a day day show. so long, dude. Like, yeah, they're gonna be here soon. Terror, Terror. Yeah. really. You know, I always love. I'm gonna get off subject real quick, but Tara was always known as that band. Like, 
you know it's going to be like an insane show. It could be a Tuesday night. Yep. It's it could gonna be a rip. Saturday night. It's going to rip. It's going to be packed. And it's going to be one of those intense shows that you will never forget because the energy level is out of this fucking This world. is before lit was a term, but it was going to be fucking yeah. lit. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and like, that wasn't a thing back then. If somebody said, it's going to be lit. What do you, what do you mean? Like, what? what? You mean lit? Like, who lit something? Yeah, like what? Huh? Damn, does that does that prove what festival right is, now? What festival yes. did you go on? <laughs> yes, it does. I did the Mayhem Festival with them with Slipknot. Mayhem. Yeah, Slipknot, Here? Slayer, Motorhead, Anthrax. Motorhead, dude. Dude, like what was your favorite moment as a tour manager? Yeah. Like, uh, what was the like the highlight? You, oh, you a, didn't have I, to act like there's so a, many. I but there's I have a few. I won't lie. I have a Give few. me like your first couple that you could think of when I asked that. Running lights for Haste Day. That was oh, to that's me, cool. that was to me that was one of my first moments. Dude, that I, was I remember like, you guys when we used to wow. jam. Y'all were big fans like, of hey, that can band. You do this for us tonight. Yes, y'all yeah. used to love Hasted Day. They saw that I ran lights for them, and they're like, "Would you mind, you know, kind of jumping in?" I was like, "Not at all." How how many dates did you do with them? Like, we did a full tour with them. We did like, a full. Like, they were like, I, I want to say it was like a month night. and a half long tour, maybe two months. I don't know, maybe like a month and a half. So after that first show, they were like. Can you do it? We did the. It, it, then it was the Corpus show, and they were like, "Can you at the House of Rock? Uh, can you do the lights for us?" Gladly, without a fucking question. And I remember, um, I won't mention her name, but an ex 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 girlfriend had called me like, "Hey, so how's how's the tour going so far?" I'm like, "It's going great. I'm about to do lights for Hayes a Day," and she was like, "I'm so proud of you. Like, yeah, dude, you've been yeah. listening to this band, and now you're you're on the road with them." And childhood it, dreams coming true. Exactly, bands I never it's thought. It's fucking that amazing, dude. I would work alongside with, let alone be in the same room with. I uh, look up to you, cats. I, I'm not gonna lie, right now, I'm like in the two of you sitting in this room, you guys have accomplished my childhood's dreams. But you know, I I, I kind of said this in the beginning though, but like, it's going full circle because I have you here. At my house Shit, or my the, studio, yeah, well, and we're and we're talking on our here. podcast yeah. about all this, but it's an like you have no idea. It's an honor to have you guys tell these stories. Like, but the, 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 I it's love great it. to know someone wants to hear my side of the story. Like, dude, go. it's so beautiful. Fucking, Everybody has their story. It's so beautiful. That's like, the point. That that's. Okay, we've, he doesn't we've been, know about the white rabbit shit that we're talking about. No, I yeah. don't because I wasn't the there. Parties, like no, because I would raise your hand with your name on a fucking card. Like <laughs> the lights on. Can we have this show? Can we have this show? I wasn't yes. there. I wasn't in. A, I wasn't or in the band. He saw first. Look, hey, you're the one. Yeah, or it even used told, to be the even sounds like an auction. Yeah, no, dude, it, dude, it really was. The main bands were on the fr- like on the stage that that they were gonna get. Okay, that's who had that headliner. Yeah, but then the people that were us, we had to. Do that? Yeah. Wow, dude. It no, was, I don't remember like that option. at all. I wasn't in a band, so and I didn't I remember, do that. But but the fact that you guys did—that's all I no, ever that's wanted. What Rick to do. provided. That's yeah. it. That's it. Rick provided that. But that was a great system that he did. No, because he I remember me a for, lot, for, for our first time, we, he said, "I got a. I think it was like an, a seven thirty or an eight o'clock yep. slot on the main stage, and we raised our hands, and he goes, silenced. I've seen you guys." I know you guys. If I give you this, are you gonna draw? And we were like, "Yeah, we'll what draw." What does that? What does that mean? Like bring in people. Bring in are you gonna? Are you, are, you, are you gonna promote? Okay. okay. And we were like, "Yes, yes." 
He goes, okay, look, I'm going to, I'm going to trust you guys. I'm going to give you guys this slot. And it's the very first spot on the main stage. I'm going to give it to you. And if you don't bring in people, you're back at, because at that time we were like at like 8.30, 9.30 back room. So it was like a good time slot. Yeah. Because like, if you don't provide, if you don't come through, then you're going back to six o'clock spot. That's, back room. That's why that it, puts that fire under your ass. Where it's like, yeah. we got to fucking push, guys. And that's why we have I this did. chance. We have to fucking push. And that's yes. why I was like Thursday free nights here because nobody wanted them. You know, it was like, but you got to learn your algorithm, your your exactly. age group, your age group. Like we, they could. It, it was already six years before they could even buy a beer. Yeah, you had to like. Yeah. You know, like you had Dude, that's so cool. So if it was a school night, you know, you were probably going to fail at that moment. If you were still in high school as a band, yep, you needed a weekend. Yep, you needed a Friday night yep. or a Saturday night. Yeah, a Sunday night would probably be against you unless it was like a three day weekend. Where like, how could you do Sunday and you're in school? That's what I'm saying. Unless yeah. you had a three day weekend and it was like a Memorial Day kind of thing, Sunday would not work well, then, but i remember those because then it was like a big fest memorial day bash yep. yeah <laughs> three days <laughs> you but, know you what know, i the, mean like the show would, like, yes. the show, like, the show the, would end by 7 p.m yeah you know? no no it would though but i remember those i didn't go to them because but i remember all that shit so okay haste the day you ran lights give me yeah. one more like fucking like the top of the top tour story that you got you meet, said Motorhead. Meet, meet, meeting, meeting, meeting Corey, and also at the same time, it was unofficially meeting Corey. Because we started the main Corey Taylor. Place, Corey Taylor from Slipknot. Uh, it, was Bro, a, it was a I rehearsal. I couldn't even band. imagine. Because Silenced was Slipknot. You know New what I'm saying? Yo, yeah, fuck yeah. Jeremy was Joey that Jordison. Was, yeah, he, he was the high school influence. Joey Jordison. He, yeah. had, he had the Joey Jordison drum set at the time. Like, exactly. like it, it wasn't like a signature drum set, but he built his drum set to look exactly. Like I mean, the finish and everything. I remember everything about that shit, dude. Like, and he played like him. So this is so one I of couldn't moments. even imagine this. So go on. So we're fast forwarding, fast forwarding, and now I'm with the guys, and I've already had a, a, a good amount of experience with them as a tour manager, and. We do Mayhem Festival, mm-hmm. and even before Mayhem Festival, they t- the the record label told us like, get out of your heads, you're never gonna go on tour with them, because we heard it announced on the radio while the guys were in the studio recording Red, White, and Green, and we asked the management, yo, is it possible like this and that, yada yada? They're like, nope, not gonna happen. Ruben, to do like your own tour with Slipknot? Yeah, well, no, the Mayhem Festival with. Okay, them. okay. And it was right after Paul passed away, their bass yeah. player, and the regular like. Get out of your head. It's never going to happen. Ruben, which is was their bass player, which is now their guitar mm-hmm, player, mm-hmm. he was like, dude, we have to like envision it. We got to put it out in the universe and picture ourselves there. So we did. We, like, we all imagined it. And then we were on a fucking call with the management or record label or something like that. And they were like, we're going to tell you what you guys have lined up. And they told us we were going to be on that tour. Wow. They were all part of Roadrunner, right? Slipknot is. And and upon a part of... No, they, they, were, they were Sumerian at that time. And so now fast forwarding, like, no, now we're here. Like, we got the tour. So fast forwarding to that, I never knew, like, what a festival entailed or, like, what had to happen to make it, like, organized. So there's a rehearsal day before the actual tour starts. So we go to the rehearsal and we're 
in catering. And we always used to do dumb, like, whether it's, like, English voices, British, whatever. Like, we would, like, be dumb, and we would just act out. And I hear someone During, doing... During, like, interviews or something. Well, or no, just on your just own. like, on our own. Having in, fun. In being, the van or being, in the bus, yeah. Being fucking... Being stupid. Green on the road. Exactly. Yes. So then I hear someone doing, like, a British accent voice, and I'm thinking it's Jonathan, which was their drummer at the time. So I turn around, I'm like, fucker, what are you doing? And I look, and I turn around, and it's Corey Taylor. And the guys are already sitting at their table with their catering, and... Do they I, see them already? Did, do the guys see they Corey see Taylor? Corey Taylor, and they see me, and I turn around, and I'm like... Like, everyone's jaws dropped, and you're like, oh, what are I, you doing, motherfucker? <laughs> I froze. I was like, yeah, you can go ahead. Because it was just in a line, like, we already had our food, but it was just a line to what get year was a this? soda. I would have to look it up, but it's it was. I think I know. Oh nine, man. It was. It was this. It was the tour that Slipknot headlined the Mayhem Festival. With Disturb. Okay. No, Disturb was the year prior. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was just wondering, so I can get an idea of what time frame we're talking about, but I, that's fine. So I turned around and I never met anybody that I looked up to or was influenced by, but when I turned around, like that was the first time that I really knew what like being starstruck was like. Because I saw that it was him, and I was like, "You, you, you can go ahead." Go, yeah. Even go. even in the same building, everything just like, like stopped. You're like, "Oh, dude, go, go, yeah, yes. okay." I'm sure I stuttered yeah. over my words and fumbled. <coughs> right. We both. He's like, "No, go ahead, man." Super nice, by the way. Yeah. And he was like, "No, you first. Go ahead." So I grabbed my drink out of the little you know cooler that they had. And when I went and sat down at the table where the guys were at, they're like, dude, you look so fucking starstruck. Like, you look scared. I was like, I was fucking scared. Fuck yeah, I was. Yeah. That was, like, to me, my first time, like, meeting someone. And, and again, that's why I say unofficially meeting someone because I didn't really, like, introduce myself. It was more just like, oh, shit, this is Corey Taylor. Well, you froze sitting. up. Yeah. But, I mean, think about I had it, your, I had your VHS. Well, think about it. If you did introduce yourself, like, hey, Mr. Taylor, I'm, uh, I'm John Henson, the tour manager of uh, <laughs> yeah. Potter. Like, what, like, Mr. Taylor. So what exactly. would have been worse? What would have been worse? Freezing up or, or fumbling over introducing yourself? I think I handled it pretty well. <laughs> right? I would agree, yeah, dude. Yeah. No, I would exactly. agree. That's what I mean. I think you did just fine. you're right. Go fumbling over your words, like, I think you did just it looks fine. even worse. I think you did just it fine, It looks bro. even fucking worse. Worse. Dude, he was there at some point. He met somebody at that. that at he some, was, you know what I mean? Yeah. He was there at some Most point. Most definitely. I just wish, and I don't know, and I and maybe, maybe sometimes, but I hope that these cats remember that shit when when they meet so someone like you, know, you that's fumbling over shit and they're like, even if it's for a split second, like, I, I remember this. when I was there. I remember that guy. Yeah. No, that's cool. Go get your drink, dude. You dude, know what I mean? Dude, if. If Dime wasn't alive, you don't think he would have remembered pulling me into his... To would see he his, remember that? Maybe not specifically. Specifically, but, but a, he a, would remember so many kids or, or yeah. dudes I that he bootleg, did that with. A bootleg Mexico shirt that I took from my cousin, and it had Vinnie Paul's personal road dyer on it. I don't even know if that was a book oh, or anything. Wow. So he was like, my brother has to see this. Oh, that's another. Like, that reminded me of another story. Dimebag brought young Greg on the tour bus and said, "Hey, Vinny, brother, check this kid's shirt out." And he's watching the news. Pantera, bro. Cat, 
Cat rolling. That's why I say I, ha- I have another story. It's like kind of coincide with that, but that's dope. Continue, please. I mean, that was it. I just wanted to. I mean, I didn't even think. I thought Vinny Paul was gonna walk out of the door. You know, like, yeah. but I was the only kid. But that moment made me want to play music for people. Like when I when I learned about what he did for me. Yeah. It wasn't about... And they do a lot. Like, some of these musicians may not really realize, like, what they are doing for... Exactly. I don't man. think they People. do realize. And, and it's got to it's it's be very it's humbling. It's also them at the, cell, at, at the same time that so that's they are what, still in their own innocence But that's what I think. That's what I mean. It's got to be very like, humbling when this, when this guy gets fucking somebody to come up and say, I met you 15 years ago. I know you didn't get this opportunity, but I met you 15 years ago and you pulled me on your bus... And you showed me like your bandmate's shirt, and you inspired me to play music. And now I'm I'm here, and I'm 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 with you. I'm talking yeah, to you. I will never tour. get to. That's got to be so humbling. I will like, never uh, ever be able to tell Dime that or Vinny. No, but you know who I did tell about that night. Clutch, Neil, the oh, singer. Wow. I was like, dude, I saw you in '97 with Pantera, and. Now I'm here in Sanji Underground with you and And you're you know, doing it. Well, I mean I was selling merch, but I was still on you know, like that made me transition to being you're still like, making why, your way into it. Why why am I not on that that made me think, why am I not on that same stage yeah. and I booked these same bands that were coming through my city, you know. But I got to tell Neil, you know, like that was a very influential night for my career. And he might not ever remember that. Yeah. But he was there. It, 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 you were still able to like voice that. Musicians will always make those moments for the kids that are listening. Though. Yes. Yeah. I mean, so, right, sure. Corey, Corey Taylor, uh, Billy Joel, or fucking whatever. You know, Billy yeah. Idol. Yeah. Whoever every. the case may be. Yeah. You know. So going so, back to that, I was going to say on that same Mayhem tour because you talked about being pulled on to the bus because they wanted to see your shirt. Again, this is years later because we're on Mayhem Fest. Dimebag has already passed away. Right. And Dimebag's wife was on Rita, the Mayhem Rita. Festival with us. And she was running her own merch, you know, little setup. Yeah. And she specifically said, hey, I want those guys to come on the bus and, like, hang out. Hang out because Texas. they're from Texas. And. She heard the five God minutes alone cover damn, dude. that upon you, did. Yes, because they did a cover. Yes. I remember that. God damn, that gave me chills right now just thinking of that, dude. So me and Danny wow. me and Danny went on the like, bus with What her. the fuck, bro? It's all Hold on. I want to hear this. Hold on. I'm not yeah. gonna interrupt. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You no, and no. Danny got invited. You guys got invited by Rita, and then yes. you and Danny go to the bus. We go to the bus and you know, we're, we're there, we're chilling, we introduce ourselves, and we're like to us, like Nice to meet you. Like we're like, oh, you're Dimebag's wife, so you still like you have status just as much. And if, yeah, no, for sure. If not more, because she put up with that shit. She, she pours us a couple shots of Jaeger and this and that, and we start drinking with them. But then she starts to tell us, like, you know what bus you're on right now, right? And we're like, what do you mean? And she goes, this was Pantera's bus, and she put money into making sure that, that bus was able to run again. So that way she can do the tours like herself by selling the merchandise that she does. What color was it? It was green. Green. It was green with like silver on the bottom. Blue is my, it was like blue and silver. And she was literally sitting, we're taking shots and she's literally sitting there. And actually the driver 
was one of Pantera's original bus Dude, okay. drivers. Well, this, no, that's this, where Big Val was on. on this brings me back to the fucking the, the home videos where the bus breaks down on the side of the road and, and three, uh, Pantera three, the the dude, with the, I don't even know his name. Fuck, I, I, God damn, I wish I, we've talked about how I don't do research on this show, like when we're talking, because we just talk about things and we don't know. But that's the beauty of it, because it's right. natural. But in the in the video, the, the bus breaks down on the side of the road and dude has like a cheetah print uh, like yeah. on his on his head, he's he was the tour. No, he wasn't the tour manager, but I know. But he he was like the bus driver or something. He's under the fucking bus <laughs> fixing it. I don't know if it's the same bus, but goddamn, that's what that makes me think. Holy fuck, that is a she cool was, story, she bro. Was literally telling us like where you're sitting. Dime, Dimebag has sat there. Okay, Vinnie, Vinnie Paul has sat there. I'm gonna cut you off again because go ahead, go ahead. <sighs> Haste the day. Running lights, and I like this. I like this. I'm not even talking shit. Your your first like hoorah moment of, of being on tour was running lights for Haste of Day. But right now, fucking 15 minutes later, you're telling us a story how you're sitting on Pantera's bus like with their, Rita, original original buses like with yes. Rita, and she's like. Dimebag and Vinny sit right there, man. You know, take a shot of us. Take a shot of Jaeger. Yeah. She gave us a what tour. What the like, fuck? We had another moment like that with the the podcast, you know, coming out recently. You know, it was a uh, Chris of Poison the Wells birthday, and he's like I love texting Poison the Wells. He's texting so me. Much. He's like, man, he saw it. Like they saw it. I wish they would just repost it. Boom. Oh, dude, I, I felt that like was so beautiful, I can't man. compare it to being on Rita's yeah. bus and 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 or there Pantera's bus like with Rita. There's still moments. Yeah, no, 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 moments. It, it moments. brought me there's, back there's to being a teenager. To get where we are, it, it was okay. I love Poison. We love Poison the Well. I love Poison the Well too. They're they're, I, I when they shared my post, I reshared it and I put they're they're the goat. You know what I mean? Yeah. The reason would, why would, we're I here, say, I would say that too as well. One of the reasons why we're here. You know what I mean? So. It's Chris's birthday. I'm 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 trying to push my podcast. Hey guys, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at So I'm like love you guys. And this isn't to push the podcast, but I'm I'm on the podcast You're genuinely page. And I'm like, "Hey, love you guys always have. Happy birthday." We're always talking when right? these posts are happening. Well, well you got to understand, Greg knows these guys. Like he he used to he might not personally know them, but he's booked them at one numerous point in time, he knew them. Yeah, he booked them numerous times. They've stayed at his house before. Like they know him as I never Texas booked Greg. Poison the Well, but they have stayed at my house because they were on Soundsy Underground. And I'm, I'm like, oh yeah, like I always, me and him, we talk all the time. We chat all the time, text, and and so it's like, yeah, did you see what I did with the with the Poison the Well? Because not only did I did I tell Chris Hornbrook something, but then like Poison the Wells. Page posted yeah. something, so I'm like, "Did you see?" And I'm like, "Did you see how they liked it?" And I'm like, "On Cloud Nine already, because oh, they poisoned the well, like my stuff." It was a like, dude. And the internet all it takes in a now. second. The internet's so cool. Like, not only like, it's so cool for numerous reasons, but it's so cool. Uh, bands I loved, you could interact with them. You know what I mean? That's that's a beautiful so, thing about no, it. It is. It's beautiful. So so poison well likes my my post because I shared whatever something, and I'm like, if only they would reshare it. Maybe we'd do something for a podcast. As I'm texting them, boop 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 boom. They reshared it. I'm like, there you go. And but, he's like, there it is. So those are those same moments of us going on the bus or, or yes, you know, yeah. yes. 
that, it's that's a, the same it's the thing. New form. It is. It's the it new is. form, dude. Okay, so you get a like, you get a share, like just today, dude, just today. I don't there. know. I don't know when this will be finally like edited and come out, but just today, um, I started following the Trustkill Instagram. Trustkill Records. They still have a, an Instagram? No. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, for sure. And it's it's recently being active to where like the website's up and shit. And he posted something where it's like 18 Visions, Throwdown Tour 2003, whatever. This is how cool the internet is. Yeah. I messaged him on Instagram, Trustkill Records, which I'm sure I know who runs it, but it, it's it's Josh. He's on Bullet Tooth now. Yeah. But I'm like, dude, do you remember? Um, I went. I, I went to a Trustkill uh, South by Southwest showcase in Austin, Texas. Probably this same tour, 2003-ish. You guys were filming it. I've been looking for this footage since I was a kid, and I've never seen it. Like, what happened to I know exactly what it is. He messaged me back, like, within minutes. I remember no this day. No longer than 20 minutes. Yeah, no. I remember this day like it was yesterday. Here's the flyer. Here's what we tried to do with it, but it never really got released, but it's on YouTube. Here it wow. is. Wow. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? I've been looking for this for fucking 15 years. And typing in every kind of keyword that you can think right, of. Right, right. To get it up. <laughs> how did I not find this? Obviously, I didn't look hard Why enough. Why didn't but you how did I not ask him like you did that? <laughs> and I tell him, the internet's so wild. Because I've been looking for this for 15 years. Within minutes, I send you a message and you reply. And now you got it. And I'm getting it straight from the man himself. Wow. Thank you, bro. Cool as fuck. Fuck yeah. Those are amazing steps. Like, those are things that, like, you never it's think could be possible, but then they end up, like, all it's it takes is just a little little shove, a little push, you know? It's like crazy. So what gave you that push to open up that hair salon, man, like, and, and branch off well, to with that, that world? I remember getting a call, like, from, you know, my son's mother at the time. Well, not at the time, but my son's well, mother. Can we backtrack a minute? Yes, because I was going to ask this, and, and and so you're 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 TMing, you're tour managing for yes. a pawn. What stopped that? It, what can you? I, I don't I don't know the story, so I don't know if it's something you can say or not. But what oh, no, stopped I, that? I, I could definitely say it. Um, what stopped it was exactly like he he just asked it. Um, I got a call from my girlfriend at the time, which is my son's mother, and I was like, I can't talk right now. I'm about to get the guys on stage. Yada yada yada. Right. And then, you know, of course, you know, after the show we 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 load out, sometimes we drink or, you know, whatever. You get around the getting back yeah. to her. And then I don't call her. And the next day she calls me, but then I'm busy. The guys are doing a meet and greet. Then the third day comes around and she's like, I need you to talk to me. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, what's up? I got like maybe ten minutes. And it's tough, man. And then she's like, I'm pregnant. Mm. And I'm like, what? And she's like, I'm pregnant. I'm like, I talked to her for a little bit, you know, tell her everything's going to be okay, you know. We got this. And yeah, it, it, everything's going to be fine. Well, when I come back into the room with the guys, Sal is the one who's like, you all right? You look a little weird, dude. You okay? She looks like she just told you she's pregnant. <laughs> I was like, yeah. yeah. She just told me she's fucking pregnant. Wow. And he's like, man, there's gonna be a little fucking Jay running around, like you know what I mean? Yeah. So we're on tour, and I want to say I think I was still on the Mayhem tour with that. So I'm asking, like, you know, different guys that are on the road with us. Uh, I forget his name, 
but I think he's still the guitar player or one of the guitar players for Six Year Guns. But he was running sound at the time uh-huh. for the Sumerian stage. And I knew, you know, like some guys had family. So I'm like, yeah. how do you go about doing this and touring? And like, yeah, I'm not going to lie. It's hard. But you can still do it. But no, like there's going to be like a lot of ups and downs, right? Yeah. It's always up and down. Yeah, it's always ups and downs. So I specifically remember telling myself after that tour, I did like two or three more tours. And then I finally, the guys were going to go to Europe. So I had like a two month long break. And within that two month long break, I decided, I was like, I don't want to miss anything. That's a crucial two months, man. Cause she was probably yeah, like, like, exactly. I'm assuming. Like, and, she moved back to Houston cause she didn't know what I was going to do. Well, she's probably like, what, five, six, seven, eight months pregnant at this yeah, point. Like, you yeah, know, and that's exactly. a crucial moment yes. for, for all that. So. I'm home and I'm like, I send an email out to their manager at the time, which was Adam Mott. <coughs> and I tell him, like, I think I need to take a break for specific reasons. And then I go in and I tell him what those reasons are. Yeah. And again, like I said, like, I, I feel like I finally made the decision. Like, my pops was on the road when I was born. Yeah. And I was like, this is my first child. Yeah. I don't want to miss anything. Yeah. So I made the decision to put in my, like, what do you call it? Like, like a resignation or whatever it's called. Yeah, like, yeah you were resigning. Yeah, I was, I was resigning from the position. No, that's exactly what it was at that point. Yes. I was Because like, at this point, you're not, you're not just gonna... the homie that's helping him out. You're, yeah. You are the full-fledged TM yeah, for a full-fledged like, national band. And I knew and, I wouldn't get that moment and, back. Right. You don't. You're resigning. You're stepping to, down, yeah. and you got to put a formal fucking notice in. Exactly. And, hey. I got, and I got to see my son born, and I was like, man, like, I never knew what real love was until I saw this little fucking guy come out, you know? Wait. Oh, for sure. Dads talk rock, man. <laughs> dad's talk rock. That's so. That's how the podcast was supposed to start. Was dad's we talk be rock? Dad's talking rock. But he 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 misspelled a text or <laughs> autocorrect or something. <laughs> something sent dudes talk rock, and I was like, but it still sounds so dope. Though, and I was like, yo, that rolls off the tongue way cooler than <laughs> dad's does, talk yeah. rock. So now we're dudes that talk rock. Dudes talk rock, and we're gonna we do. We're gonna rolls, do though, man. W- wait, we're gonna do a dad segment. That's it's, so beautiful, man. That was cool, man. We're recording really right like now, it. like the day before Mother's Day, but we're yes, gonna, we're gonna true. do it. We're gonna do a Father's Day something, whether if it's yeah. this time around or maybe next time. But there's gonna be a, um, a dad's talk rock ish thing. Hey, that's still cool. I would love to be a part of that too as well. But that's what Fuck yes, because you already be. said, hey, the the family life and being a rocker and and stuff sometimes it intertwines really well and sometimes yeah, it doesn't. Sometimes it doesn't. And even she, You got to find a balance. Even her at that time, she was like I'm not making you quit. And I'm like, "No, I'm yeah. doing it because I'm that's cool right making there. the choice." Like you are not making this decision for me. That's it's cool. me that's making the decision because it goes along. I'm here. I know I'm it probably sounds it. sappy, but I was like, "Yo, like if I ever knew that, even though I didn't want kids at the time, it happened." And then my mind instantly kind of d- dwelled into this, like, "Well, I want to be a part of every single thing that goes on, even if it's like 
doctor's appointments, sonogram shit. You yeah. know? Has, he, has he asked you yet? Hey, Dad, like, have you been on tour? So can I- he doesn't really understand. Like, he knows that I've been on tour, but he doesn't really know. He's only eight. He just turned eight. But he doesn't... I don't think he knows, like... My daughter's 10, and she asked me, she's like, Hey, Dad, have you been on tour? And I was like, many times, babe. Literally, the reason why he thinks... Well, up until recently, like, now he knows our tattoos. But when he was, like, first learning how to talk and communicate, he thought that these were because... I told him, I was like, it's because you left your coloring book out, and I woke up to use the restroom, and I tripped, and I fell on your coloring book, and it stuck on my <laughs> arm. That's dope, dude. And so he's like, it. Daddy, your tattoo stuck on there. Like, how do you get them off? I'm like, I don't know, but you left your coloring book out. <laughs> and now he understands what tattoos are. Yeah. But at that time, he was so young, so it was yeah. like kind of cool. Like, I'm going I'm to fuck with him a little yeah. bit. Right? <laughs> like, you That's what's cool about being a dad and then a parent is we can do those things. <laughs> you know? We can I'm choose. Like, hey, I'm going to mess with I'm not going to lie. I stole that from a friend of mine. It was this girl named Eva that I used to work with, and she told her niece that. So I was like, I'm going to use that shit. Hey, That's cool. Whatever. All right. So you, you, you become a dad. You're ready to get off tour life. Yeah. Um... So then what? I'm literally home and, you know, me and my son's mother, we move in together like pretty fast. Like, right. I literally have only known her like in total, maybe three months because I'm like home for a week, gone and then back and, you know, back and forth. And then oh, I got sidetracked. Huh? Where are we at? <laughs> I was just asking. You're on tour life. And then and then what? Basically, oh, okay. so yeah, so basically, like what 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 got you to where what you're doing now? I was at a just like a family dinner with my my dad's side of the family and my aunt who owns the hair salon. She's like, so what are you gonna do? Like, you're just like your father. All you know is music. Like, I was about to say, were you done with music at that point? I wasn't done with it. I still had a passion, and I was still even questioning myself: Do I really want to leave this? Yeah. And but you had to make a move. I had to, yeah, exactly. I had to make a move. And she was like, "You're just like your father. Like all you know is music." So Man, she goes, "Yeah, Thea, yeah." She tia, was like, "Why, Thea?" She goes, "You ever thought about cutting hair?" And I was like, "Never." Well, but and like literally the next day, me and like that night, me and my girlfriend go back home. I cannot sleep throughout the night because I'm like, I don't want to go back to college. Like I hate school. Yeah. And you got you got tia. the next morning. My sister, yeah. my sister's also going to sign up for cosmetology school at that time. Well, that's cool. You had somebody there. Yeah. So, so she you, calls me. She's like, "I'm gonna go sign up. Like, maybe this can be something you, you can be fall there. back on." So you got like you're laying down in bed. Yeah. And you got Thea and tossing one, and turning, bro. You got like, one, you got you got Thea on one shoulder telling you, "You ever think about cutting hair, Mijo? You ever think your about sister going?" Then, in no, no. Bed. And then you got James Hart on your other shoulder saying, "Fucking," <laughs> <laughs> and he's a hairstylist too, yeah. right? You got yeah. James Hart screaming in your and the other shoulder screaming, Fuck "Cut him. your fucking hair!" <laughs> so then, like I like it was the next day because it was it was a Sunday that we had the family little dinner or whatever. She's going to sign up on Monday. And I ride with her. Yeah. I signed up too. Cool. And ever since then, I started seeing like, this is almost like music. Yeah. I can cut hair and this is just as being as creative as it is with music. Is it entertainment? 
I think it is. Yeah. I think it could be. Yeah. Because then I've also been to a lot of barber battles and, and hair shows. Yes. Even though... They're the same as I don't compete, but you see people on stage. I've been on stage once for cutting hair. There has hair. to be a sound guy. There has to be yes, a light guy. Exactly. To, I've been on stage once for cutting hair. I was terrified. And everyone's like, you've played music before. You've been on stage. You've done this. You've done that. And I was like, yes, but I had four other dudes with me that helped me create whatever it was. This is so just me now. The I'm, light is on you. I am yeah. by myself, and I'm doing a showcase. And it was in Austin. I forget what the venue was called. It's a little bar right off of 6th Street uh, on the other side of the highway. But I was working for a barbershop called K. Charles, and they were like, would you be interested in doing a hair show? I was like, yeah, let's do it. And then the moment that I got there, I was so nervous, but I was so glad because yeah. they were like, you're going to do your haircut backstage. And because you only have 20 minutes on stage. Yeah. So you're going to come up you're and like basically finishing the haircut exactly. on stage and then showing the final it's like a finished cooking, product. It's like cooking yeah. shows. Yeah. Because exactly. I'm from a kitchen. So like it's like a cooking show. You're yeah. Gonna, you're going you're gonna to show what you're doing, but you're going to have one that's done and then it's going to be ready. And then yeah. you're going to come out and present that. Exactly. Inter- entertainment. Exactly. Yes. And I didn't realize there was some there were some cats that I was cutting next to that I was following on Instagram because I'm like, yo, this dude's a dope barber. One of the guys specifically, his name is like Fern something on Instagram. I forget like his full Instagram handle. title or handle, but I realized once he was up there, like and I was talking with him like while I was backstage cutting my client up and it was once I like got off stage and then he came on. I was like, I know who this dude is. After. I've been following this cat for a minute now. Like once I got into like cutting hair, like hair school, like or you know cosmetology school first, I started following like different barbers or stylists, and then I started getting influenced by those people as well. And when I saw him, like from the perspective of looking from an audience and looking up. Then I was like, "Oh, I know who he is." Yeah, and but I was you, like, Dude, "You were, you I was were on there. stage with him too." Like, you were, no, you were there. It was not a competition, but it was yeah. like a, it was, you were in the same, uh, you know, conference. Exactly. It wasn't. Was a, it wasn't a barber battle. Right. Yeah. Right. I cannot cut hair as fast as some of these guys can, and it come out clean the way that it does i take my time yeah if you're sitting in my chair you can't rush perfection bro if you're sitting in my chair but some of these cats they can and it, but if you're sitting in my chair like you're gonna be in my chair for guaranteed like an hour to maybe an hour 15 but do you do like uh donations what do you of, mean of hair like if someone has long hair like myself yeah well we don't specifically but if you were wanting to cut off your hair, then I mean, we could look up something. You know what I mean? Yes. Like we've never, I've never had anybody like want to donate. I've, I've, I've chopped off people's hair before that had long hair or dreads, but it was never like, oh, I want to donate anything. Of course, dreads you can't donate, but like right. if they had longer hair, like they never talked about like, oh, I want to donate it. Mm-hmm. But I want, I if want you want my, to, I, the whole, I mean, it's down here. We can definitely look up something. Very to where positive. you could, so that way it's donated to like the uh, right person. Yeah, the right person, exactly. Because like, uh, I mean, I I I want to do a story, but I don't because to expose, you know. But I want to, you know, show that regardless with the, with the hair or, you know, 
you are inside, not what is outside. Exactly. So, you know, my journey is this. Yeah. You know, and me cutting it off is like a new life as well. So even that sounds though, poetic. It's like shedding skin, bro. Yeah, well, no, even, that sounds poetic. Like your journey though, is like your hair because you've been through so much as a musician. But the same thing for them. Starting a new chapter, and it's it, going to start from their perspective. But it, it, you know, like my perspective has to be a, a child, like to to influence them, saying, "You have this, but that's not you in there." Yeah. You know, and you know that's what I tell my daughter all the time, and. She's my daughter. Like she understands. Like yeah, that's yeah. just dad. But to really show, like it's not what's outside that's gonna make you. It's what your inner personality, your inner beauty, you is know? what makes. And you. that's what's scary about it, you know exposing that that person who gets it. So I don't want to yeah. have to like yeah we don't have to do a a thing you know. But if it got to the right person that could expose them, and then we can talk. To Most them. definitely, yes, I'll be so up for that's, that. That's and community. I'll do my research to make sure, like in know, the like, community, where you know. can we do this to make sure? And even if we if we want it to be local, yeah, no, no, for someone local, definitely local, in definitely local, San Antonio. I think that would be like we're all probably about the most. Not the, only the, the like better just, way to go about not it. Not only just on the podcast, but just Greg in general. I know you're all about community, and so yes, that's that's one hundred percent would be. I think, and it's your hair, so I can't speak for you. Well, but because when yeah. I asked that to other hairstylists, they're like, "Oh, you know, they they talk uh, wigs for kids, and and there's just some, you know, organizations that are not really for what we want to do." Yeah, it's always better to go smaller. Yeah, because they're the ones that are real. Yeah, they're you know close. I mean? they're, they're they're closer to you, so it's more yeah, like an intimate real. feel. Exactly. Just like when you see a band at a smaller venue and you're that close it's, to them. It's more intimate, like you said. Yeah. Exactly. So, so okay, We're, we already got past the, the tour life. You're cutting hair. Where are you at now? Oh, I'm still cutting. We're, we're, we are, we are, we're focused. We have a studio uh, in a building called Warehouse 5. Okay. Um, it's right off Buena Vista Road. And me and two other guys, we ran out of space and we're like, just like how a band would try to promote themselves and make a name for themselves, that's exactly what we're doing. Right. And it just so happens that the guy that was here in the room a second ago, Daniel, he sings. Uh-huh. And then the other guy that cuts with us, he's not here right now with us, but he's a drummer and he played in the same local scene as me. Nice. So it's all like, connected, bro. I feel like things happen for a reason. Yeah. And I met these cats because I was supposed to be where I'm at right now. Yeah. And with these guys, like me and like, especially me and the other guy, he's a drummer. And he's like, dude, I played that show too. Or I played that show. And I was like, dude, I was there. I played also. And it's so weird because it's like we never crossed paths before. But now we we are working together, and we yeah. built this brotherhood. This like how you guys were saying earlier, just because it's not blood doesn't mean that you're not brothers. Yeah, and I feel like I have that with these guys. And lo and behold, this dude was playing the same fucking shows that I was playing at the same time. Yeah, and it's such a wild coincidence that now we're working together and we're building a brand together as a team. And the same thing with him, uh, Daniel. I mean, he knows my guitar player when I was in Travolta. Okay. And he was like, dude, like, we didn't even know. We could have been crossing paths back then. 
That's, yeah. that's what I mean. It's all connected, man. And again, like it's all a family, bro. There's paths are paid for us. Whether you, I've, to me, whether you want to believe it or not, it's it. paid for us. Yeah, you know, I like, love it, dude. And. There's, got, there's no genre or there's no category. Yes, you just got to find the right path and take it, though, man. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's, but that's the hard part is finding that path, dude. Yeah, it you is. don't find it. It's it, already written. It finds, it finds you. you, man. Yes, there you go. I like that. I, I feel hey, like. Hey, can we go old school for a second? Jinx. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, dude. So, so where, where, um, like, what is your your shop? I know it's, I know you said it's off Buena Vista. Yeah, it's in the warehouse. What is it? Like, where can people find you? And shit? What's the studio? We haven't we haven't LOC the name yet, but we're calling it Glassheads Barber Studio. The reason why we're calling it Glassheads is because the studio that we were in, the person that was there prior, she used to make clothes. Okay, um, I guess she was like a designer, and she had these glass heads that were all throughout the studio, and. We were drinking one night, and I'm a fan of like glass. actual heads, like like, well, like, yeah, like a mannequin like head, mannequin, but it's glass. glass. Yeah, and I love glass jaw. Yeah, so we were like literally like look, cause he, cause he, Daniel was prior in the military. He was in the navy. So at Did first he break one of those like fifty cent said. No, 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 no. If you got a glass jaw, <laughs> break your face. Dude. Oh so, shit. He wanted to kind of name it like something like that had to do with like military kind of a style. And then we kind of decided that like, man, maybe that's not the route we want to go or maybe the image we want to go through. Right. But we were like, well, let's think of a name. And it is kind of like like cornered. Yeah. If you, if you go. And, we were and there's drink- nothing wrong with going just strictly military. Yeah. Nothing and we were wrong drinking. With that. And we were drinking. And I was like, Glassjaw was a band that I listened to very frequently. And I was like. This is glassheads. Like, what about glassheads? Because I was just trying to switch the jaw to something else that sounded cool. And then they agreed, like, oh, fuck yeah, this sounds cool. It works. And that's, but that relates that's to what, what we're you saw. To build in, on. And that relates to that's, what you saw. Yeah, yeah. In exactly. the building. It was there. Exactly. Heads that were glass. It's yeah. funny, though, because you already said how it's like, like, um, the 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 community that you found by cutting hair and these these guys that you're working with is very similar to like the the music scene community in the band very much so so the 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 scenario you're talking about is almost like you're naming y'all's band yeah <laughs> no it's and, funny dude you know, and I can tell you this like, like as, as soon as I moved into the studio with them and we like I put my or we got our chair for me there we did like a photo shoot by ourselves at Essex I think is what it's called uh-huh. all the graffiti's at yeah. And we like we've done two video, two barber videos where Ruben from Upon actually is our well, film. He has like a he has a video he, thing. He's our videographer. He a, yeah, he has a video, and uh, he's already done company, two videos with us. But we're taking pictures, and it's like it looks it looks like we're a band. These look like band promos more than they do like a it's barber that's style. That's dope, dude. I like it. And then even when Ruben came in and he filmed our first video, like we're at the top of the stairs at the end of it. And we the, the way we're standing, I'm like, dude, we look like we're a fucking hardcore band. Like, well, this, it's gonna look like that because this is fucking dope. You are right? a bunch of fucking hardcore kids making a promo video, yeah, exactly. dude. Exactly. Well, I, I was not so kids anymore. It. We're a bunch yeah. of hardcore men. adults, we're men. men, or we're, making we're men. <laughs> we're a bunch of hardcore men making content. You know? yes. yes, yes, yes. And then it came to our second video that we did with Ruben, <laughs> and it was very. Um, 
uh, American Horror Story inspired. Okay. Like Daniel's in the chair and the stable gun is empty, but it looks like we're like stapling the barber like a uh, cape on him yeah. because like you know when you put a cape over a client yeah. you're going to cut his hair, but it looks like we're stapling onto him. Yeah. And then it looks like we're like hammering him. And then we have razors and like again like I said it's very horror story uh, American horror story. It's metal, bro. Theme kind it's of a fucking vibe. metal is what it is. And then dude. again at the end it it shows us three standing there. And I still feel like, man, we this, this looks like an album cover, bro. Like this looks like, this looks like a band. Like, and we come from musical backgrounds. He sings. He's never been in a band, but he sings though. It's metal. And then Ernest himself, he played drums, and he also did vocals for a band for a while. And then we start talking, we start vibing, get to know each other even better, and. It turns out that we found out, like, dude, I was on that show, or I was on that show. Well, there you go. Did some of those uh, fans kind of get their haircut there sometimes? Yeah, perfect. Yeah, dude. and then I and, and then I, like I said, I still that's cut Ruben's cool. hair from that's a pond. Great, dude. That's, uh, even that's building a the brand. Ex, the ex bass player Ray too, as yeah. well. Uh, yeah. He also used to play in a band called Blessed Murder. Uh, I played before. with him with Brotherhood. We, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. I played. I, I've I cut Rod's saying, hair too. At the same Rod's time, Rod's gonna be on. I went to yeah. Rod's house, his apartment, when I was first in barber school, and he was like, "Come cut my hair." I was like, "If you give me a chance, yeah, give Rod, me a shot." Rod's yeah. gonna be on the show. Man, I love Rod. Rod is so humble. He is like one of the nicest people that I've ever met. Yes, sir. I feel like his energy is like very positive. It's, it's very, it's been. positive. Yes, it's always been, and. It's gonna sound weird. His voice is comforting when I talk to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now his son is doing his thing, and he's playing, and he's doing vocals. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what the band is called, but you can tell Rod is a proud dad because he's taking pictures and sharing them, and his son is on stage. That's and how remarkable dude. is that? No, that's fucking beautiful, dude. How remarkable is that? That's so. Cool. It's amazing. That's so cool, dude. I would. I, I, like I have daughters, and I would never push them into something that they're not into. Yeah, but like, so uh, I guess this kind of sort of relates to it. One of my favorite bands from day one is Every Time I Die, and the other day, about a month ago, I was in the car with my daughter, and we're driving around at night, and I'm like, I always ask her, like, Hey, do you want to hear any music? Do you want to hear something? I'll, you know. You want to hear the chicken wing song, whatever, you know? Yeah. You want to hear the chicken wing macaroni song? No. I don't know. What do you want to hear? Every time I die, and I'm like, oh, what? Hold on, what? Bust out my phone real quick, and I rec- what did you just say? What do you want to hear? Every time I die, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was just Fucking like- proud dad moment right there. You know Straight what I'm up. saying? Straight up, for real. Proud dad. Even if she didn't mean it, I don't even fucking care. Yeah. Proud dad moment as a motherfucker, She knew that the, the riff that he was going to play her was every time I died, though. Well, she sees the shirts. But she, she sees knows the, the, the riffs, the, too, man. Well, she sees the, the, the artwork on my wall, the, the Jordan artwork on my wall. But she's heard it. Yeah, she no, she's heard it a million times. She feels it. Exactly. Yeah. She feels yeah. It. yeah. She's going to have a certain energy to herself as well as she goes up. <laughs> Dude, I got a... Um, I'm not very active on my personal Instagram, but I got a, a, a video of her when she's like in her little rocker as a little baby jamming out to every time I die. And it looks, it's not, but she's, she's a kid. It looks yeah. like she gives the metal horns with her fingers yeah, for a second. Yeah. It's like, and the I'm little, like, the yo, little baby, the little 
with baby fingers. Yo, yes. Proud dad moment at seven <laughs> months old. Fucking seven years old. Like, oh, it's wonderful, bro. I don't even know why we're Man, talking about like that this, one, but this, it's the good. same thing when I was with my my son's mom. Uh, you know, we had our apartment, and I, you know, play guitar. I still had my fucking half stack and my fucking head and everything. Yeah, and I'm playing guitar, and there's a picture of me and her, and I'm like trying to teach her, like, and she's like standing up, and I'm sitting down, but I have the guitar in front of us, and I'm like, you got to do it like this, yeah, mama, come on, like, and like. She's not my blood daughter, but I look at her as my daughter. Yeah. She's a, she's 12 now. Her birthday is two days after mine. But, and like I said, she still calls me dad, but I, I still refrain back to that picture because, like, I feel like that's when we built our relationship. Right. And, like, music, as With strong as music can be, it brings people together. Absolutely. And man. it's a great Look at this moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, he used to go to my shows. Now he's at my drummer. You know, he brought you in. I went to your shows like it's a dude, it's a circle. I took it's my right. daughter, yeah. I took my oldest daughter to her first show and it was his it was his show. She's on my shoulder fucking on my shoulders freaking out, having a great time and it's like this is dude, and, and I see how much here. of a blessing is that like I've seen her here, you know. I got I got a, I got like, a picture of her dude in in like the um the door girl at the the paper tiger or the white rabbit or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Fucking put X's on her hand. You know what I'm saying? And so I took a picture of her. She was like, what is this, Dad? And I'm like, you have no idea. You just got your rite of passage right now. Like, yes, you have yeah. no idea. She just got in the show. Like, you just got your rite of passage yes. right now, baby. And I took a picture you of her hands. You badge right now. Yes. I took a picture of her hands with her X's on her hands. And she's kind of like this like awkward, kind of weird smile, smirk, but like doesn't know why. Dude. Dude, I, when they God came in. God fucking damn it. That is when badass. They, when they came in. Greg. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, "What are you doing here?" And I'm like, she I'm didn't gonna, know that you're about to be I'm, on stage. I'm gonna go play. Oh know? yeah, yeah. No, no, no. She knew. She How? she learned real quick too. And then afterwards, it was like every time it was like, "Can we go to another show, Dad? <laughs> is is Greg playing another show?" I was like, "We'll go to a not Greg show. We'll go to another show. Another show, though. We'll go to another show." See, I haven't even taken my son to a show. I I need to. Yes. I need. I definitely my, need my to. homie Nips. He just took his son to uh, I think stick to your guns. Or no, the story so far. I just listened. I think it was a story so far to a podcast from the drummer of. I think he's a newer drummer of Straight from the Path, and he. It, I, I scrolled all the way down, so it's an older episode, right? Right. Because I just found out about the podcast, so I scrolled all the way down, and it was like the second episode, and he interviewed, which is now the still same drummer for Stick to Your Guns. And how he became the drummer for Sticks Here Guns. Uh-huh. And it was literally like on accident. He yeah. drove another band that was opening the show. And he was just kind of like tapping like, I guess, like on his warm-up pad. Yeah. So then they the saw... singer came up to him and talked to him. Then during the show, the singer taps him on the shoulder and says, Hey, can you come outside and talk with me? And... The way that he says in the podcast, he goes, I hate my drummer right now, and we're looking for someone else. Oh, shit. And I think he just started college and had scholarships, this guy. So he called his mom, and he said that her his mom was in vacation in Ireland and said, hey, like I got this opportunity, blah, blah. And she was like, no, don't do it. He called his dad. He said, go for it. And he fucking went and he's still the drummer to this day. That's badass. Like, how great is it? Like, like you became 
because he drove another band that was opening up. Yeah, show. yeah. And it was all like by accident. In a way. Sometimes that's but the best thing to find happen. out. You have to find out who they are before you let them in the band. Yeah. And and I mean I flood I flooded his brain with the new music that I was coming out. Well, dude, okay, you asked me earlier, what about the story where you tried out for Was? I'm like, yeah, I choked. And now you're like talking about how I'm the drummer in Extent. Yeah. And even more so, that's the whole we thing. have our we have our show to where we have our homies come in. Like it's so it's just all connected, dude. It is. It's a, it's one it big is. sound. It is. It is. Cuz yeah. it's airbending, man. Even, that's why I keep saying yeah. that. <laughs> Going back to even like that simple podcast, because then he asked his pops, and his pops was like, go for it. So I did the same thing. I talked to my mom when I got the opportunity to go on tour with a pond, and she was like, how is that going to be stable for you? But then I talked to my pops, and my pops has played music, and he's to it. He's like, do it, mijo. He's like, my son, you don't have a wife. You don't have no kids. Do it. What are you waiting for? Go. Experience life because there's so much more to life than San Antonio. Do re- yes. Do you regret any of it? Fuck no. I am very thankful that they gave me an opportunity, especially knowing that I didn't know what a tour manager even did. You said something right before I asked you that to where there's so much more to San Antonio. Yeah. I life. wish. I wish I knew. Yeah. I've been here my entire life. Now I have kids. I'm not married, but I have kids. And I'm obligated to be here because I want to be because I'm well, not. Course, I will yeah, not go away from my kids. Yeah. But had I had I thought that way and and had the door open for that or made my way to that door, you would have taken it. Oh fucking a! I would. I, I believe you would have fucking taken it in, in a, a heartbeat. heartbeat. It's still gonna happen. Yeah. Well, not, I'm not, not even talking about now. being in a band on a tour. I'm talking about life outside of San Antonio, Texas. Better yet, life outside of Marbach, Texas. Bro, I was going to take them to Brazil, you know? you know. But it's like, it's like, hey, should we use that, that funding towards marketing before we do too much? Do that, yeah. For sure. No, we should. Like, he would have gone. And we did. he's the drummer. Yeah. But I was like, okay... Let's take the loss, but we can still get publicity when we're ready. Yeah, not just now. But it's full circle because we just had Weeda on the on the podcast. And that's who he and, is. And man. we're gonna go to Brazil, and he's gonna come to Texas, and he's he's there got a place go. to stay. I have to say it's impressive because like I know I had to cancel the first time that I was supposed to be here, and then you sent me. I was like, well, when's the next time I can come? Because I really wanted to do it, and you. I was like, I'm seeing like the red cord and like. Uh, I think you said someone from 18 Visions. I don't specifically remember in detail. James. James. We're and supposed like, to have James. Dude, like, Wade has always like just known big, huge people. No, it's just asking. Being the fan and being like, hey, I saw this. And I mean, that's how we booked the shows at White Rabbit. Yeah. Same that's what way, it man. was, dude. Is um, Same um, way. Like, no. literally, when you asked me, I was like, dude, like... It's going to sound real fucking emo right now. But me and my girl just broke up. And I was like, fuck, I just moved back into my grandparents' house. Trying to find a new apartment. The fuck am I doing? I'm a fucking single dad, this and that. And then he messaged me. And I felt like it gave me like a little bit of inspiration. Like, dude, you got something. Like, you, you're more than who you think you are. 
and you're gonna grow and you can continue from it. Yeah. All it is proud. I was like, dude, like I felt honored. Like this guy's asking me, and I feel like my name is not that big, even in the local scene. Bro, all it is We're all links to the scene. No, for sure. Everybody's linked. And and it, it's kind of weird because like you guys are you're the bands. You are the scene. And now I'm I'm finding my link other than being cuz all it is and this is what I was about to say earlier. All it is is being the stan to the Eminem or being the Lee to the Tenacious D. You know what I mean? That's all it is. And it's just being that fan and being the 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 having the love. The, so the love. so word is bond was here and, and and we talked about like family and unity and like the the positivity of the hardcore scene. But it was like I made the comment and I was like, this shit's for life. Like yeah. once you're in it, you're in it. Yeah. It, it, like it it runs through our blood. You know what I mean? Yeah. This but, metal, this this hardcore, this this feeling. It, it's it's there. It's not something that you're into as a kid and then you grow out of. It's something you're into and then you're into it for for life. For life, yeah. Yo, it's it, it and it's a fucking real. And and so like that's what I'm talking about, how it all comes back full circle. Because like I'm the diehard fan of with all sincerity. I'm the diehard fan of Upon a Burning Body. I'm the diehard fan of um, fucking sound real stupid. Uh, the Ballroom Death Club. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Uh, uh, like I'm the. I still heart. love that name, by the way. I do too. I still think that name is so dope. Like, I do too. I do too. I'm like, wow. Like, that's what I try to damn. get to him, and the fan will will never understand. Kind of uh, no, how, but when the fan you know, becomes the, the part fan, of the when the fan becomes well, part of the what circle, the scene is that's what I'm trying to say. Yes, the yeah. scene is the fan and the band, even though the band is a brand. Well, because yes. neither one so, are anything without each other. So it when can't they be, happen, so when when it becomes Spice Girls, when two become one, when well, well, we're, not, we're not we're not having <laughs> no, sex, no but 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 no more Spice Girls. Talk, but man. but when the fan and the band, have you heard of Spice Girls before? Oh, I oh, love that. I love it. Bro, I went to go see the movie when I was in school uh, with some kids from school. But no, no, when the fan and the band become one, but they were it, always one. At one point in time. That's what made the. But band. when those roads Sid, intersect, though, yeah, you know exactly. what I mean. And that, that's what I'm saying. At one point in time, Sid from Slipknot, he fucking knew my name, and when he said, "Yo, Jay, after party on my bus, tell your boys," I was like, "This motherfucker knows my name." What the fuck? I'm like, oh shit. I was in like, oh, like I'm, I'm like, we're within, talking, I'm within his fucking radar, dude. We're talking, in the radar. we're talking Slipknot. He may not bro. even, if I met him now again, he probably may not, even not. Who the fuck I was? Probably, maybe he's met so many not. fucking people. But we're talking Slipknot. He's dude. gonna remember a pawn, but he might not remember me. But I'm fucking okay with but that. But you might be, you, you might he remembers be, about, hey, you might pawn. be surprised. Possibly, yes. You know, you know why? Okay, so. I was working at the Corova, and well, I I, I got you a job. Yeah, there for I was a gonna bit. say I worked there too. I was like, yeah. yeah, I was working at the Corova, and Jeffrey Star came through. This was years ago. I had no who I had no fucking clue who Jeffrey Star was. Didn't even care. Yeah, it was cool. Whatever, not my thing, but it was cool. Yeah, their tour manager 
slash bus driver at that time, whoever the fuck he was. Damn, that's a double duty. That's was, hard. Was all about the hardcore scene. All about it. And I feel like that kind of connects. Bad example because I don't know his name, but I remember him for sure. I say that because like, cause I would see Jeffree Star at hardcore shows in L.A. Yeah, like, no. At the, at the Chain Reaction venue. That's in that's in California or Anaheim, Anaheim, yeah, yeah. Anaheim, yeah. That's a legendary. And I was fucking, like, whoa, like, that's a legendary like metal hardcore like was played with between the bear to me there. Oh, between the bear to me at, at, at Chain Reaction. Damn it, that's an incredible story. See too. how cool? <laughs> see how cool with all sincerity, God, Greg. Fuck you. We just happened to be there, you know. That's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing, happened. dude. That's fucking amazing. We played with Taken. You remember Taken? Yes. I, I don't. I don't. Yes. And those are those Corona bands which were bleeding through in Every Time I Die. I'm not, okay. I, I mean, uh, uh, 18 Visions. Orange the, County. Orange County. Orange County Hardcore. Well, that's where Avenged Sevenfold sh- came from. The, sh- the yeah. Showcase Theater was the, the venue. So so the story where I was talking about hanging out with 18 Visions and Brandon showed me um, um, Rise and the Bleeding Through demos, he was talking about how his friend in Avenged Sevenfold was like, Teach him how to sing. And it's in shadows. Yeah. I owned up for a man sevenfold. <laughs> See what I'm saying? That's so crazy, bro. I, it was it, it was at Synth 13, and they told us, you're going to play as soon as doors open. And we're like, fuck, that kind of sucks. Like, no one's going to be in front of us. No. But then they kept telling us, like, just hold on. We'll tell you when to start. And then before you know it, more and more people kept coming in, and we're like, okay, maybe this could be cool. This could be good. Uh... And then we played, and I've never had anybody ask me for guitar picks, and, like, my drummer was, like, giving out drumsticks. I was like, dude, this is fucking cool. Yo. And it was the year that I graduated high school, so I was like, I'm definitely going to be a rock star. Fuck mm-hmm. yeah. Even though I didn't become a rock star, it was still a great well, Greg, you booked that show, didn't you? Which one? The one he's talking about? It was no. Beloved, no. Mike, uh, uh, Beloved, My Chemical Romance, and Event Sevenfold. No, that, that was Angel. <laughs> If it was oh, Angel. Ah, I forgot about Angel. That was uh, yeah. 13. Yeah. yeah. But that was that was my very first national show opening up for any kind of assigned band whatsoever. Badass, dude. So so I know you're doing the hair thing. We talked about the glass heads. Where can people find you, bro? Uh, I mean, my Instagram handle is probably the best way because you can also book through my Instagram handle. And it's at, at imj one Underscore, I am J one underscore. Yeah, we'll post that too, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, yeah. we'll, we'll tag that in there. Thank but you guys yo, very much. go get your fucking haircut. Hey, thank I, you guys. As I, you am, can, I am. Yes, I was yes, going to do. Yo, can we after, film it after the becoming? Well, he's going to have to yeah. film it because well, it's part after, of everything. After the becoming release, you know, we got to do the GQ cover. You know. Greg's like, uh, like he, he says I'm like Tom Hanks in Castaway. I can't cut my hair yet. So like, and fucking clearly, I haven't had a haircut in a while. So when I'm ready, I will let you know. You let me know. But it's been a long but time. Can we film it though? Like, yeah, how, how cool yeah, would that be? Like, yeah, you I'll, know, I'll bring when you walk into the fucking studio. Yo, that's what this is. This, grab a beer, maybe you know, because we have the beer garden, you know, uh, in the same building with us. This is Extend Vision. That's what. We're trying to do for all of our brands, man. Right. Yes, you know, yes. Right, right. No, for sure. I love that. I love that very it's, much. It's going to be part of that. You know, not only for promotion, but to send our real word. Yeah. 
you know, community. Um, helping each other out. Exactly. Everyone helps each other and, and exactly. we grab each other by the hands and See, that's pick what each it's other all up. about. Like I said I said once a second like a while back and we we talked about it in the beginning. Before anything, before any of this, bands, haircutting, podcasts, we're fucking chums. You know what I mean? At school. Yeah. We're chums at school. We're we're old mates. We're old boys. We're fuck old yeah. Fuck so that's yeah. what it really boils down to. I don't give a fuck, dude. I don't give a fuck how cool you look now. I don't give a fuck how big of a band anybody else is in. Uh, I remember the cooler. I remember the braids. Y'all remember the prepubescent <laughs> mustache. You know what I mean? Like I remember all that shit. Y'all remember that like the, the the photos out there of my painted nails, Dude, you know, yeah, we're the, all I had, we're, I had fishnet stockings on my arms. Yo, like, like we we're all just we're all just homies, man, I, and, I and that's what it needs to go to for a while. <laughs> Who didn't, Dude? Uh, you wanted to be Meigs. I thought, and I used to be told, you kind of look like Jonathan Davis. I'm fucking 12 years old. What do you mean I look like Jonathan Davis? <laughs> it's a grown ass man. You know what, I mean? what the fuck on, does that even mean? On Sounds You Underground, uh, Dez had, had his wife on there, dude, and they were just drinking wine on the tour the whole time. And he was the. He would come out barefooted, right? Dude, with Devil Driver. Yeah. It was their first tour. Like, not first tour, but. They're probably their first uh, festival tour. Bigger festival, yeah. And, dude, he was on there every day with the Life Went Lost, Poison the Well, Every Time I Die, all of them. Like, but I remember seeing Dez in 97 at Sunken Gardens. Oh, man. Open up for Pantera Machine Head. Machine yeah. Head. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And seeing him then, and then seeing him in 05 with his wife drinking wine, you know, he was... He was happy, man. It's all yeah. oh, it was, remarkable, it was cool, man. Yeah, dude, thank you. Like, I I never thought that I would be like invited to be like a quote unquote guest to talk about like. Well, we're all guests. My little path, you know, like my very very fucking small little itty bitty path. You're, you're not a guest, dude. You're a fucking homie who's coming to kick it. Yep. And at now at this point in our lives. Your homie has some microphones to talk into. And that's about it, dude. We're just, that's it. That That's a great way to fucking explain it. That's like, all it is. We're now just, we got some dude, fucking mics and we can just shoot the shit and it, we're recording it. And, and we're... Yes, and with today's day and age, this is the thing to do. I don't fucking it know. It fucking really is. I don't know how many times they have told us, you guys need to start a podcast. So you guys need to like... Put some microphones up and set some cameras up while you guys are cutting hair. Because the things you guys talk about is like fucking out of this world. Well, we like, can you know, do that. We you can guys, do you guys that for silly. you. We, we can, can do yeah. that for you. So, so, so maybe we I mean. can collaborate with some shit. No, no, no we for can sure. go over there and do that for you. Fuck that's yeah. how it all started. Is like all we do is sit around and talk this stuff all day. On top of me throwing in the middle of the metaverse and like the new shit that's coming. Yeah. Okay. Right. But why can't we just record it and see what happens? If someone wants to hear it, you can hear it. If not, you don't have to. I don't I don't We care. didn't lose anything. But we thank everybody who has listened already. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. No, sure. most definitely, yes, of course. Dude, I, I am overwhelmed. I am overwhelmed by the response that I've gotten. Embraced, man. Like friends, cool. just like strangers. you're saying, that's what I said. like I'm grateful that you guys even thought about asking me to be a part of it. It's it's an honor. It, that that is great. It is. It's, it's an honor to have you here. Yes. Thank you very much. I definitely fucking appreciate it, man. But the, you know what's great is that the listeners are going to hear like our story that 
we weren't we didn't know each other, but we knew each other because yeah, you know we we, did, we, we crossed did, paths we in crossed some ways, paths and, and and I stole the fucking demo from that girl's party <laughs> because I wanted to fucking bump with all sincerity hey, in my well, very first and, car. If you hear this, the girl that he stole that from, well, I'll give you another copy, <laughs> <laughs> an official one, yes, an official one, an official one. But yo, if you never stole that CD and didn't bump that shit, Straight then up. me and you, man, never crossed paths to write exactly. these riffs in Ballroom Death Club, yes. which eventually That's turned too into. No, 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 because it goes this way, because as much as I thought it was cool, if we didn't suck as bad as we did, then a pawn would have never became a pawn. But you don't think that we didn't probably think that we didn't suck that bad? You know, like. It's it's a it's if you do. I'm mean, not a far fetched statement, but it's, it's, it's got to yeah. be because there's got to be yeah. some truth. They were already to that. St- they were already kind of like developing, bro. So maybe yeah. I'm gonna edit this out, but bro, PB came and did a a a a, a, a ballroom death club practice. I love PB man. PB oh, I do too, boy. And he man, blew like, me away because it's like, yo, why is this guy not y'all's drummer? Well, it was because he was the drummer for the band Danny was doing. I forget the name before he, you know, he, what I'm saying? he was in the band before going into a pond, and he left that band. And I remember talking with him the night that it was his last show with them, and he was like heartbroken because he didn't know like what, like is it going to be worth it? Am I making a bad decision? And then eventually, upon became the status that they were or that they are, right? And then he like it became a great thing for him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And even at that, even though he did leave the band. He, he they had Coco's, then they had uh, Jonathan from Science the Messenger. They lost those two drummers, and then PB ended up coming back and and helping us with a tour. and And PB played Bamboozle Fest with us. Wow! And I remember those videos. ICP was the headliner of yeah. our stage. I never listened to ICP in my life. I I knew what they were. I. Didn't care from who's going chicken hunting, but I was like, let me just. Everyone talks about their live show. Yeah, let me just kind of check it out, see what it is. These guys were brought in, like everyone was kicked out of backstage, no matter if you had a fucking tour pass or not. When they went on to headline, because it was their stage at that time, everyone was kicked out. They were brought in by a fucking eighteen passenger van with trash bags over the windows, so no one can see inside. And they were like literally reversed to the ramp to walk on stage. Yeah. And then they came on. Clear path. I was like, is ICP really that big? And then clear path out to the same way. Same way. Exactly. And I'll give I'll give them credit. I don't care for their music, but their live performance is pretty entertaining. And yo, the juggalos go hard. They fucking go crazy. <laughs> the juggalos go hard. Like, I don't want to fuck with no one like that is like a juggalo. No, the juggalo. <laughs> Everyone talks y'all shit about them. Y'all are a different kind of crazy type yo, shit. Yeah, like, they go hard, bro. Stupid hard. Like, stupid retarded, like, retard strength go hard. You that's know the reason mean? why the FBI was looking at them for a while, you know? <laughs> fuck, bro. Fuck. Well, again, again, I gotta thank say, you. I cannot thank you enough for coming by. It has been an absolute You're fucking come back privilege again. and oh, honor. I would love to. Thank yeah, you, guys, no, no, for much. sure, for sure. Come back I would again. Love to come back. And hey, like, just be, continue to shoot the shit. You know, yeah. like, no, 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 no. Besides the podcast, when you come back, we're gonna spend time in that room. Oh, yeah, that's the next segment. Then I gotta be prepared. I gotta, I gotta start writing some riffs. No, we, we'll write them. 
At we'll, least, we'll do at it together. Least, well, I, I, gotta, I, gotta, I, I have to yeah. get my hands like yes. prepared. Like every show, you have to warm yes. up. I don't. Yeah. I don't have my drum yeah, hands prepared do that, either, but, dude. You know, some of us, we have to, you know, rehearse a little before time. Before time we play. It's know? it's been a while since like I've like 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 legit played. I do still mess around at my house. I don't even have an amp. I just have headphones that Yo. plug into my guitar with like it looks like a little mini head. Um. It's all midi stuff, bro. And but you were the dude. You were the you were the chug a chug, dude. Like you knew. I'm a to, very basic guitar player. Like, I'm a basic drummer, rhythm. but it works. Yeah, really. You were yeah. a chug a chug. That's what I'm saying. You were yeah. the chug a chug, dude. I can, I can do that, man. I, like, one I, of the coolest things that we did as far as Ballroom Death Club was that cool little Chucky Chug intro that you came up with as our first, like, I don't know. I thought it was great. Well, I appreciate that. I would, <laughs> I would definitely love to spend time in that room, though. That room is incredible. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's I'm do down. It. Thank do you so much, guys. Thank you very much. Let's do it. Jay, you got anything else you want to add to any of this, one man? Uh, I mean, other than just to, you know, just to check out the fucking Instagram uh, again, it's at IMJ1, J spelled out with two Y's. There uh, you go. Underscore. And damn, I'm just, I'm just grinding. I'm just trying to make a name for myself now in a different perspective. That's it. Yes, sir. But We're th- all here but for thank you guys. Other, thank you guys very much, man. Like, I was very nervous coming into this. Like, no. I didn't know what I was going to talk about. I was like, how do I, like, Fulfill this side of their podcast, but and, it's your segment, and you know? it's been fucking fun, dude. Like I ain't gonna lie, I got a little buzz right now. Well, you good? I don't go. I you, got one guys, too, man. so we good, man. No, like I said, it's been a fucking honor, a privilege to have you here. I want you back, um, podcast or not, like just to even hang out, dude. Yes. Jam. Hang out. I would love to, man. Yes, I'd like our you. kids to meet and mingle. Most there definitely. Most definitely. Because same with I don't always have I don't always have I don't always have a sitter so anywhere that I can go and chill and kick it with you know good people good friends good family and I can bring my son along with me yo you're always that's even better bro always welcome thank you man hell yeah like regardless of this yeah yeah you're always welcome thank you man yes all right dude you got anything else man. No, that's this was a good one. I fucking this was thank you, man. The last you, couple man. ones yes. have been an honor, but this one was like this one was humbling, and I loved Very it. Very humbling, and I loved thank it. Thank you, man. Thank uh, you, guys. The, just uh, you know, we all have to have um, some type of uh, reminiscence of something that made us feel good at at the time it was happening. Yeah, most so definitely. that's cool. That linkage, you know. Happens. Yes, yeah. So okay, okay, okay. We're good. Yeah. Thank you guys very much. Oh, absolutely, man. It's been a pleasure. Everybody, again, I keep saying this. If you made it this follow far. and share. Follow, yes. like, share. Yes. At Dudes Talk Rock. Out. Later. Dude, what the hell, man? You can't hear me calling your name? No, man, I got the heavies on.
Oh, you got the heavies on? I heard about those things, man. Those those new headphones engineered for metalheads with two frequency ranges and four drivers lets you hear metal the way it's meant to be heard. Oh, dude, can you imagine the nasty breakdowns on those things? Go to heavies.com and get you a pair and make sure and tell them the dude sent you.